Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Hey, first, I got a big announcement before we get the podcast started today. President Trump, yes, President Trump himself will be back. He'll be on my radio show. We will interview him at the top of the second hour. Don't miss that. We'll have highlights on the podcast tomorrow in case you miss it. President Trump, big interview. I'm going to ask him all about the ongoing Hunter Biden fiasco and how the media rigged the election by hiding that story. I'd love, love to hear his thoughts on that. Don't miss that. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I have a really important show for you today, folks. Um, The left will uh, attack this as a big conspiracy theory, the idea of a great reset, a resetting of the global economy and a new world order. The problem the left is going to have trying to debunk, fact check, and discredit this show is I'm just going to use the language um, of of the left, yes, uh, Joe Biden, Klaus Schwab, their own their own words. You can opinion check that on what you think they mean, but you certainly can't fact check what they said. I'm going to show you what this new world order, great reset, looks like. Don't miss any of this today. It's going to be a very busy show. Their own words, folks. Their own words. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, folks, and Joe, let's go, Daddy-O. Hey, quick note, just before we dig into the Great Reset, um, folks, they are trying to pen you in. They are going to censor you. They were going to attack you. I have some major announcements coming about ParallelEconomy.com. If you are processing payments on your site, I humbly and with great respect ask that you check us out. Dump Stripe. Stripe will say they canceled President Trump. Give us a shot. I'll explain why a little more later, but ParallelEconomy.com, please consider us. We really appreciate it. We are working hard to build out a parallel economy away from all this crap and nonsense. So thank you. I, I say that with uh, humility and respect, understanding um, that, um, please understand, I'm just trying to give you options. I'm trying to put my money where my mouth is because I'm terrified of what's going on right now. Um, I am. You're seeing it. You're seeing the power of governments around the world and their ability to change and alter people's lifestyles. The great reset they talk about is here. I'm going to describe to you what this great reset new world order looks like later in the show. Don't miss it. The surveillance state, endless government spending and monetization of debt, a digital dollar to watch where you spend your money, social scoring, businesses being locked out of capital. It is an ugly, ugly future and it's scary, but they're not hiding it anymore. They're openly discussing the Great Reset now. They're not interested in hiding it anymore. Here's what made me think of this topic for today's show. I was putting together the show last night and I've been following a story at the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission. They have no authority to do this whatsoever, but they are eager to implement a Green New Deal. The SEC. Now, Because the Green New Deal involves legislation that's not going to pass, the Biden administration and the SEC has decided they're just going to pass the Green New Deal through SEC regulation. I want you to listen to their chief economist, Jessica Wachter, at the SEC, explain how the Securities and Exchange Commission is now going to start regulating public and de facto private company regulation 
through these environmental and social governance things they're going to put. They're going to force them to talk about all of this stuff. And it is a way to implement new socialism and their great reset plans. Check this out. Besides the disclosures on risk and on the company's response, the proposed rules would require disclosure on current financial impacts and on financial expenditures due to climate related events and transition activities. Finally, the rule would require disclosure about the carbon footprint through scopes one and two GHG emissions and scope three, if scope three emissions are material or used as part of a climate related target or goal. You believe this? No. That's their chief economist at the SEC saying now, if you were a public company, you were going to be forced to disclose your impact on the climate throughout basically your entire supply chain. That's what she was talking about with scope one, two and three. Scope three means even your suppliers who could be private companies too. So you're IBM, you're a public company, you're going to be forced to disclose all this stuff. Here's how much oil we're using, gas we're using. So what? So you can be publicly shamed. And then scope three, you're going to be forced to disclose what private companies who supply you are doing too, forcing them to do it. Kind of like they're going to be watching everyone, right? Publicly shaming you for your greenhouse gas emissions making sure activist groups can target you, forcing you to put lefties on your board to change the composition of your business to comply with the left's insane energy suicide pact. Do you believe they're doing this right now as Vladimir Putin is killing people in Ukraine and, and, and trying to monopolize the global oil market? They're doing this now, the SEC, trying to implement the Green New Deal. This is all part of their abuse of global bureaucracies, cabinets and politicians to implement their new world order, as Joe Biden himself called it, not me. These ESG guidelines, ladies and gentlemen, are a huge deal. It stands for environmental, social, and governance. It is a pressure campaign to take over the free market economy, impose the Green New Deal through regulations, crush the world's largest free market economy, the United States, and enrich their green energy allies who watch this stuff, Joe. This is getting bad, folks. Oh, dude. It's getting really bad. They are not hiding it anymore. I have never been so deeply concerned about where we're going, not just as a country, but as a world, as a globe. The growing influence of big tech, social media companies, leftist activists, and the abuse of social pressure, woke ideology, and cancel culture. Folks, we are moving towards a totalitarian future, and the left understands that they might as well just go for it now. They are not hiding it anymore. Here's Joe Biden yesterday saying the quiet part out loud. Again, you can fact check, air quotes, this all you want. It's Joe Biden's words. That's a fact that he said this yesterday about the new world order. Your opinion about what he meant is just your opinion. It means nothing to me. Because my opinion is going to be based on more facts later that Joe Biden says exactly what he means, that they are looking for a, quote, new world order. His words, folks, check it out. We are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy, not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. 
And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people dying, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're gonna, there's gonna be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. Ah, uh, in your face. Now, again, Joe, just edited for time, not content, correct? That's a complete thought. Correct, sir. Just so the audience is clear. So, again, I, I, the, the fact checkers that are afraid of us exposing this great reset, they can't dispute that that's a fact, so they'll fact check the opinion. Well, Dan Bongino doesn't know what Biden meant. I know what he meant. You did. You were in his head. How'd you do that? Stygian witches, give me the eye. How'd you know that? Karnak, how'd you do that? How'd you figure that out? His words right there. Military people told him that there was a, a reevaluation of the world order after 60 million died over the last, uh, over the, the two world wars. And that this may be an opportunity, what, for a new world order? As Armacost just said, in your, right in your, they're not hiding it. They're not hiding it. Why are they not hiding it now? They have a massive opportunity given the global chaos right now. And the last years of the Biden administration, where they the, the last months where they're still going to have majorities everywhere, to move as fast as they can. It's why the SEC did what they did. They are not waiting anymore. They're not waiting on legislation. They're not waiting on anything. They are moving forward using the bureaucracy, activist groups, and worldwide global new world order, great reset types to move forward as fast as they can. Patience be damned. Now, what does this new world order look like? The new socialism? I'll describe that later. Backdoor workarounds, workarounds to the Constitution, a surveillance state, your money being meaningless, meaningless, allocation of capital to allies, taxation, regulation. This new world order ain't pretty, folks. Biden's own words. Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab has been one of these globalists who for a while has been discussing what this new world order will look like. Klaus Schwab is a, an interesting fellow. And this new world order Biden addresses, Schwab has addressed this concept at least first, maybe not using the exact words. He'd use words like the Great Reset and others. And one of the ways to get to the Great Reset, Joe, in the new world order is for Schwab and his big time globalists, uh, uh, you know, these big tech acolytes who are using this private public symbiote to destroy freedom and censor people. Schwab sees the way to get there to this new world order through a fourth industrial revolution. He talks about it right here, and I want you to pay very close attention who he cites as a particularly good example of what this new world order, great reset, fourth industrial revolution is going to look like. He has Justin Trudeau. From Canada, Canada sitting. You know the Canadian dictator locked up the truckers in a, the new the communist dictator up in Canada. This is Klaus Schwab's example of such an excellent leader and human being to usher in the new Great Reset, New World Order. That's who he's citing here. Check this out. As you know, the theme of this annual meeting is mastering the fourth industrial revolution. I couldn't imagine. Anybody who could represent more the world which will come out of this fourth industrial revolution. 
He's citing Justin Trudeau. I can't imagine anyone a better example for the fourth industrial revolution than Justin Trudeau. You mean using the tools of industry, industrial, like big tech and technology companies and publicly traded companies to implement your ESG, Green New Deal and censorship totalitarian agenda? Kind of like what Justin Trudeau did. Weird. Weird. Here's Klaus Schwab again, describing in a little bit more detail what exactly the fourth industrial revolution is. Ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not. This is one of the most disturbing pieces of audio you're going to hear. Not that it's bloody or it screams of murder or anything like that. Um, It's disturbing in that what it means for you, if Klaus Schwab and his globalists and his uh, Justin Trudeau, who loves him and others, If they get their way, they're talking about a fusion of, quote, physical, digital, and biological identities. What do you think that means? Like vaccine passports? You mean like your presence online being monitored, your public business being monitored by Green New Dealers, making sure you give money to their activist groups? Is that what you're talking about? Your physical, digital, and biological identity? You're talking about censorship via big tech? I don't know. Listen to Klaus Schwab himself. His words, ladies and gentlemen, not mine. Check this out. It's at the end what what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. Again, folks, (laughs) Joe, they can fact check it all they want. The fact is, that's what Klaus Schwab said himself. It's not what I said. It's not me telling you what he said. It's him telling you what he said because he said it. Frightening. You, you're darn right it is. You can opinion check all you want what you think he said, but that's just your invaluable activist opinion. I'm telling you that they're doing what they say they're doing. Merging the physical, digital, and biological identity. Making sure in all of those domains, physical, biological and digital, they can control you digital through censorship, the physical domain where you can go and where you can't through social scoring, passports, vaccine passports, that kind of thing. Your biological identity, you'll take the damn shot, shut your mouth. I'm basing an opinion on what he said. And it's my opinion. It's a fact. He said it, but I'm basing my opinion on things and acolytes of Schwab and these theories of a great reset, what they've actually done. You're basing your opinion, nothing on an active, on nothing more than an activist purpose to try to, to try to shield people from the truth. You may say to yourself, you know, fairly enough to my gosh, this seems really dangerous the theft of your digital, physical, and biological identity, a quote, fusion in the fourth industrial revolution, a big-time surveillance state, more on that later. You may say, well, what's the threat to me? That's just Klaus Schwab from the WEF. What does he know? Fair enough. Klaus Schwab's own words, ladies and gentlemen, right here where he talks about how acolytes of these theories of the Great Reset, how we need to start over from scratch with a new world order and a global surveillance state. Listen to Klaus Schwab tell you how they've penetrated cabinets, that they have people in countries around the world in cabinets who believe in this very same thing. Again, ladies and gentlemen, his words, 
not mine. Are very proud of now the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, rece at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I would know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our uh, actually young noble leaders of the world. Great. And that's true in Argentina. Well, again, folks, his words, not mine. That these people aligned with this unquestionably globalist fourth industrial revo uh, revolution, green new deal, great reset, new world order agenda, whatever word they use, not my words, their words, that these very same acolytes of this program have, quote, penetrated cabinets in countries around the world. Tell me again how it's just a big, giant conspiracy theory and we're all crazy when we're using their words. Again, you can opinion check what you think they mean all you want, but that's just an opinion. The fact is they said it, they continue to say it, they're not hiding it anymore, and they're doing exactly what they said they were going to do. And you're damn right I'm going to report on it because the truth matters. I want to get to what this looks like in the future and how I believe that it's a real threat to freedom and liberty, ladies and gentlemen. If we don't have freedom and liberty and bedrock values in a constitutional republic, it's all meaningless, folks. It's all meaningless. Wish I didn't have to do shows like this sometimes, but I do. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, what is this great reset, new world order that they constantly discuss? What does it look like? Using their words, not mine. Well, folks... The left after the collapse of the Soviet Union has had a very serious problem trying to advocate for outright Marxism, communism, and what we would consider old socialism. I, I will call it old socialism. Why? Because they have no successful examples of this organizational principle of governing working anywhere in humankind, but they do have examples of hundreds of millions of lives being snuffed out by people who implement, implemented socialism and communism. After the disastrous collapse of the Soviet Union, they had to switch gears. So in order to switch gears, they had to find a way to implement socialism 
which is what? What is socialism? It's the control of the means of production. It is a governing body that usually takes control by force or maintains control by force that takes control of the means of production in an economy. The factories, the doctors, the teachers, everything is theirs. The problem is that doesn't work and they can't prove an, provide an example of where it does work anywhere. So the left decided, in a, I mean, when I say decided, I don't mean it was like the Justice League sitting down at a table. I mean, the, the combination of the leftist symbiote of donors, activists, all of them, Schwab types, AOC types, they figured out a long time ago from their think tanks that the best way to implement socialism is through this new socialism. What's new socialism? Folks, you don't have to own the means of production like the Soviet Union where the government owns everything. You just have to tax and regulate it to death. Yeah. You tax and regulate it to death, you own it anyway. And then when it collapses, if it does, you can blame the evil corporate entities for doing it and gain additional control through more taxes and regulations. Sounds kind of like what Elizabeth Warren was doing yesterday. We had mentioned it during the show. Tax and regulate gas and oil companies to death when prices explode because supply is limited. Then do what Elizabeth Warren did in that soundbite during yesterday's show. Blame the exact same companies for price gouging as an excuse to tax and regulate them more, even though the taxes and regulations cause the problem you're trying to solve, air quotes. Genius, really. That's the new socialism. Because the problem they have with the old socialism is when the economy collapsed because of the Soviet Union, because the government can't manage a pencil factory, no less manage an entire economy. When it failed, everybody blamed the government. But with the new socialism, where you tax and regulate everything to death, when they fail, like Elizabeth Warren did, you just blame the businesses and get your tentacles in even further. Now does the SEC lawyer you heard in the beginning, now does it all make sense? Does the Great Reset and the Justin Trudeau where, uh, putting people into penetrating their cabinets? Is Joe Biden's push for a new world or is it all a new world order? Does this all make sense? Their words, folks, their words. Does it all make sense now? Why take over publicly traded companies? Why push for that? The far more successful avenue is to implement a bureaucratic system where the SEC controls them anyway. Hey, uh, IBM, how do we get IBM? How do we control IBM? Hey, tell them their carbon footprint's too high. Is it? I don't know. We don't even know what the hell that is. We have a hard time measuring it. It doesn't matter. They have to publicly report it. Tell them it's too high. Uh, if they make some donations, however, you know, we'll look at their scope three uh, downstream uh, 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 production of uh, greenhouse gases. And if we approve of it, we'll give them the AOK. But as long as they donate to Democrat causes, oh, okay. That's the new socialism. Ah, oh, Dan, that, come on, that's just publicly traded companies. You don't have to go public. If they're going to regulate you through taxes and regulations like this new ESG stuff. Oh, here, read the Wall Street Journal piece. Gary Gensler stages a climate coup. He's the SEC chairman. Here, Mr. Gensler's solution is to regulate, regulate, regulators, regulate. Remember Young Guns? That was from regulator. That was from Young Guns, right? Mr. Mr. Gensler's solution is to regulate private companies by the back door. Wait, I thought this was about just publicly traded companies. Nope. Nope. It's a workaround, folks. Workaround. Remember that? Remember those two words? Yep. They want to regulate private companies by the back door of the SEC to calculate their scope three emissions. 
public companies will have to make their private business partners and contractors report emissions. Companies will also have to get their emissions independently certified. Wow, those companies are probably going to be Green New Deal companies. They're going to make a lot of money off this. That's another government gift to the big four accounting firms. Isn't it ever? So you have publicly traded companies, which comprise a large swath of the United States economy, the IBMs, the Apples of the world. I would guess pretty much every small and medium-sized business in some way, shape, or form touches these publicly traded companies and does business with them somehow, most of them, not all of them. How does that make you feel? That all the, Although the SEC has no authority whatsoever to regulate for the private sector economy, they figured out a devious way of doing it. They figured out a workaround. They figured that if they said to IBM, let's just make up something about monitoring their carbon emissions at greenhouse gases. Okay. Yeah, but they're only publicly traded. How do we get the mom and pops and the small businesses? Oh, let's call it scope three. In other words, any private company they do business with, yes, you all have to report to. Freaking genius. Disgusting. Totalitarian. But these people are smart and they know exactly what they are doing. Folks, remember the back doors and the workarounds? You notice that they say in the piece, they say that this is the way Gary Gensler from the SEC, that they want to do a, they want a private back door to regulate private companies because the SEC has no authority whatsoever to do any of this, no less regulate private companies. That's not even in their mandate anywhere. You think this workaround backdoor policy is new for them? Remember when Joe Biden implemented his vaccine mandate. Is that a merging of the physical, digital, and biological identity like Schwab said? I don't know. It's for you to figure out. Opinion time. I don't know. Certainly sounds like it to me. So Joe Biden needed a workaround. And they can't do the old socialism because U.S. voters would be hip to their scheme where they just punch you in the face with a tyrannical mandate that Joe Biden just makes up on a napkin. So the left is always finding workarounds, just like the SEC. So when they needed a vaccine mandate, they figured, gosh, I know what we can do. Just like we use the SEC to regulate private companies, they have no authority to do. Let's use OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Let's use OSHA to implement a mandate that would affect most Americans to get a vaccine, even though it's not connected to the workplace at all or very little. As I said, they're not even hiding it. Remember Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, Mm -hmm. when he retweeted the tweet that said that the, quote, New York Post, Biden chief apparently admits the vaccine mandate is, quote, the ultimate workaround. Remember when Ron Klain retweeted that? See, they've got this thing in the way, folks. They've got this constitutional obstruction that prevents them from doing these things. The SEC and OSHA but they're doing them anyway. Kind of like this new world order, great reset, merging of the physical, digital, and biological identity. And this surveillance state is happening right now. So folks, again, what does this great reset look like? The government controls the economy, not directly. You don't pay the government directly. They don't own you directly. They tax and regulate you to death, so they own you by default. They get your money through the IRS and they tell you how to run your business through Green New Deal type edicts. They watch you. They watch your downstream private uh, partners as well. They have no authority to do it. 
They use the government bureaucracy to find workarounds, to mandates, to censorship, to all of it. They constantly are looking for back doors as means to control the means of production in society without taking it over directly. Folks, I got more of what this great reset looks like. Sound appetizing to you? Taxed and regulated to death, constitutional backdoors everywhere, your physical sovereignty and digital freedom away, gone. It's worse. This is just the beginning. I got page two of what the Great Reset looks like. Okay. So again, what does the Great Reset look like, ladies and gentlemen? Well, one of the other components of this Great Reset New World Order, they talk about their words, ladies and gentlemen, is the surveillance state will be everywhere. You ever notice how they're always seemingly trying a test run on this? Vaccine passports, social scores in China. ESG, environmental social governance rankings for publicly traded companies and private ones too. Public shaming, forced compliance. Our Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, this failure of a human being, talking about how he's demanding access to social media companies and misinformation about COVID, anything that goes against his narrative. You may say, my gosh, that's kind of dramatic. That's not happening anywhere around the world. The Great Reset, Surveillance State, Social Scoring. Really? Did you see the story in uh, Insider? China's social credit system ranks citizens and punishes them with throttled internet speeds and flight bans if the Communist Party deems them unworthy. That's not happening. That's not happening anywhere. Uh, except it is happening in China. It's got a few people, China. You know, a couple. What do they got? 10,000 people, Joe? 20,000 people in China? Because, you know, at least. small town. Yeah, at least. It's not happening, except in one of the world's biggest states, you know. No big deal, right? That's not happening here, Dan. What the hell do you think the ESG scoring thing is? It's a social scoring system based on your allegiance to the Green New Deal. Please explain to me how it's anything different. Please? I'd love to hear it. What else does the Great Reset look like in the future, this new world order they keep talking about? Well, they've got to redistribute capital to their favored people. See, in a meritocracy, where does capital money, where does it go? It goes to people who work, who produce value, right? You produce a widget people like, you get money from people. Their lives are made better by the widget. Your, my, your life is made better by the profits from the widget. Pretty simple stuff. See, that doesn't work for lefties because they add no value to society at all. They have nothing. They are patricians and they believe they're the new aristocracy. They're too stupid to actually create anything. And they hate it that their lack of merit has relegated them to their mom's basement with a hot pocket. So they try to cancel everyone else and find a way to grift and get money from people for producing absolutely nothing. So you have to redistribute capital to favored businesses. How do you do it? Well, you do things like, oh, canceling student loan debt. Yes, that's right. Canceling student loan debt. We can do that. Give away goodies to people we like, the college kids. Maybe they'll be Democrats. You can enrich government bureaucracies like OSHA and the uh, SEC by dramatically increasing government spending. Send some of that money to companies who are going to evaluate these companies for their ESG guidance, your global warming allies, think tanks, activist groups. Remember that? Government contracts or... Uh, remember they, the government was threatening to sue people, uh, was it uh, about 10 years ago? 
and you could get out of the lawsuit by giving money to activist groups. Yeah, folks, again, it never happens, except that it actually has. Yeah, Yeah. we talked about that story. The Obama administration was suing a bunch of companies and banks, and the way they could get out of the lawsuit by paying less was by giving money to activist groups. I thought none of this was happening, except that it actually is. Kind of weird, right? But in order to do that, you have to engage in explosive government spending, too. Explosive government spending requires you to monetize your debt. In order to monetize the debt, you need extremely low interest rates because you need high inflation. Well, the problem with that is by printing all this money, you need to keep interest rates low. You need to keep people's money in a digital system or else they'll just pull the cash out if interest rates are very low and keep it in a safe. So it'd be really crazy if they said, you know what, let's do a cashless society with just a digital dollar so people can't pull cash out of the bank. And we, you know, for a surveillance state, we don't want cash because we want to watch them. So we want to make sure there's a digital dollar so we can see where they're spending their money. That's a conspiracy theory. Uh, NPR, David Gura, February 6, 2022. The U.S. is considering a radical rethinking of the dollar for today's digital world. Uh. It's all a conspiracy theory until you put up left-leaning sources like NPR. Be great to have a digital dollar, right? Government see every single place you're spending your money, be able to shut down gun dealers, payday lenders, businesses they don't like, sell cigarettes, alcohol. You'll be even crazier, Joe. You donate money to a conservative cause and the government knows exactly where the digital dollars are spent. I'm sure they'll do nothing with that at all. I mean, that's yeah. never happened before threatening people for donating to liberal, uh, liberal and cons- oh, excuse me for cur- liberals threatening conservative causes. Remember prop eight in California. Oh yeah. That's happened before too. Remember the Mozilla guy donated money to prop eight. Remember what happened to him? That's not happening except it actually is. It's crazy. how All this stuff, the liberals will watch your show and say, that's not happening. Um, but when we actually provide examples, they go, Oh, well, it's just that one thing. What else does the Great Reset look like in the future? It'll be overt racism against disfavored groups. Oh, they openly admit it now. Ibram Kendi, prominent, prominent critical race theorist. Remember him in his book, Recommending Future Discrimination? Yes, recommending racism in the future as a remedy to past discrimination. So racism was bad in the past, so let's do more of it in the future. You'll see more of this in the future. Here's just a clip from yesterday. Overtly now, racist politicians like Michelle Wu, Michelle Wu, who is a uh, mayor up there in Boston. Here's Michelle Wu giving a speech um, about the problems dealing with white problems. Notice how she tries to make a joke out of it later, but it's really not funny. Check this out. Over 100 days, we have connected unhoused residents at Mass and Cass to housing, treatment and services. We've launched three free bus lines. We've taken some big, bold actions, but I won't lie, this past winter was pretty intense. Trial by snow, trial by fire, fighters union. I'm getting used to dealing with problems that are expensive, disruptive, and white. I'm talking about snowflakes, snowflakes, I mean snowstorm snowflakes. You notice how she tries to joke about it at the end. Oh, I'm just talking about snow and snowflakes and white problems. I'm just trying to think if that was reversed and let's say Say a conservative mayor like Rudy Giuliani back in the day had said something like, I'm trying to deal with a bunch of problems that are black. 
No, no, no. I mean, like, you know, black crayons in a Crayola box. Give me, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what you think would happen there. I mean, this is, again, just overt, outright, you know, racism right there being displayed. And she tries to make a joke out of it. Now, again, I, I can't get in her head. Was she trying to be funny? Unlike the fake fact checkers, it's a possibility. Is it funny? No, it's disgusting. I think she knows exactly what she was doing, but that's my opinion. But it's my opinion based on who Michelle Wu is, what she said in the past, and exactly what's going through her head. That's our future, by the way. Mayor of Boston. Hmm. What else does the Great Reset look like in the future? Well, mass censorship. There's going to be mass censorship everywhere. And they're going, remember the workarounds. The left has a constitutional obstruction. They have to work around or climb over because they don't want to find themselves in court being accused of First Amendment violations. They're very strategic about what they're doing. So in order to implement mass censorship in the future, what they're going to do is the government is going to wink and nod as independent entities, independent technically of the government, are going to implement rating services which are going to, just like companies are going to be graded on their Green New Deal scores now, these ESG scores by the SEC, private companies, free market companies, podcasts, news stations, and websites are going to be graded by left-leaning companies run by left-leaning lunatics who are now going to grade you and make sure you're censored through the ad market so that your show can't be financially supported by anyone. Come on, Dan, that's not happening. I always produce the receipts, folks. Here we go. Here's an article from Media Post I saw just pop yesterday. Big ad, they're talking about ad agencies. Big agencies in, in discussion to rate the credibility of ad-supported podcasts. The new rating service is being developed by NewsGuard. <laughs> NewsGuard, the hack lefty site, which has already become a gold standard, they say for rating the veracity of information-based websites. This is a left-wing hack site from the beginning. Their sole, but keep that up a second, NewsGuard's sole purpose is to wink and nod at leftists throughout the economy, throughout the world, and to work with them to make sure websites get de facto censored through the ad market and get put out of business. Now NewsGuard is going to fund a new podcast rating service. And would reap in a six-month exclusive window as part of the deal. So who, who's NewsGuard? Who's, have you heard of NewsGuard? NewsGuard is, again, a left-wing activist site that pretends not to be. Whose parents' sole purpose is to censor communications they don't like. Again, this is your new world order, great reset future. Censorship is now the norm on the left. Here is one of the co-founders of NewsGuard. He was on a cable news station not that uh, long in the past, not that long ago in the past. His name is Stephen Brill. And this is the, one of the most ridiculous appearances I've ever seen. He knows, he must know, because he doesn't look dumb, he must know the Hunter Biden laptop story was real. So he goes on and makes sure to note that he believes himself that it's Russian disinformation. He doesn't believe that. He's just saying it to promote propaganda as he's the co-founder of NewsGuard, trying to fight propaganda and misinformation. The irony of this appearance that I love so much, he claims to be fighting misinformation while actually promoting misinformation 
and then using the misinformation to say that people should be allowed free access on the internet. And that's what he's doing. And he's just giving you kind of like a grading system to see what information is accurate as he promotes misinformation. If, if you're head spinning, it's all summed up in 20 seconds right here. These are the left-wing activists who want to censor what you see and hear on podcasts and elsewhere. Check this out. My personal opinion is that there's a high likelihood that uh, this story is a hoax, uh, maybe even a hoax uh, perpetrated by uh, the Russians again. But it doesn't matter what I think. What matters is that uh, people ought to be able to read it and decide, and they can decide by reading uh, the New York Post and then comparing what the New York Post says to what uh, lots of other media institutions say. This guy, a co-founder of NewsGuard, just promoted misinformation and disinformation about the Hunter Biden laptop. That was transparently obvious to a five-year-old. Hunter Biden signed for the laptop. It was his information, you dunce. This is the co-founder of an organization dedicated to fighting misinformation. Are you kidding me? This is your great reset future, folks. Censorship everywhere. Their only purpose at NewsGuard, despite his protestations otherwise, is to censor content and to weaponize what they believe to be the free market economy. There's no doubt about it. I'll just leave it on this note. I said I mentioned it at the beginning. I'll mention it again. Folks, I have spent the last three and a half, four years of my life trying to build out a parallel hardened economy away from this nonsense. I'll have some announcements coming up about parallel economy, which has exploded. It is a payment processor. If you're using Stripe, please get away from Stripe. Please join us. I don't ask for much. Please give us a shot. It's Parallel Economy, ParallelEconomy.com, ParallelEconomy.com. Please check it out today. Get away from Stripe and these other companies. Between that, between Truth, between Substack, between Rumble, we are creating an entirely parallel economic ecosystem away from these New World Order Great Reset nuts who want to censor you and watch every single thing you do. ParallelEconomy.com. We'd appreciate it if you use us. Thanks for the time and uh, thanks for allowing me that. Okay, um, here's what I got coming up. There's been a significant warning from the White House. And listen, I don't trust this White House or any of the representatives as far as I can throw them. I think that's fairly obvious, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. And there was a pretty disturbing briefing yesterday about the potential for a cyber attack if Russia gets more desperate, which they're getting now. And uh, like I said, I'd be remiss if I didn't put it out. I'm going to get to that in a second. I wanted to show you a story about how, even though I'm no fan of the Biden White House, I don't think they're crazy. I've talked about this before. When it comes to this specific issue on everything else, yeah, we'll have that conversation. We already did um, at another time. Here's what I'm talking about. There was a briefing by the Deputy National Security Advisor yesterday at the White House on the potential for a cyber attack. And again, even though it's the Biden administration, I don't dismiss everything out of hand because some of my good sources, quality people, are suggesting the same thing. That the biggest risk to the United States right now, not the biggest, not the only, but the biggest risk is a cyber attack. Nuclear, it's probably a far lower, thankfully, probability. Putin would go there, at least with us. But the risk of a cyber attack where he can, you know, denounce it and say, oh, I have nothing to do with it, even though it's his people, if you know what I mean, is very, very real. Here's the White House deputy NSA yesterday talking about exactly that. Check this out. Urging private sector partners to take immediate action to shore up their defenses against potential cyber attacks. 
We've previously warned about the potential for Russia to conduct cyber attacks against the United States, including as a, re as a response to the unprecedented economic costs that the U.S. and allies and partners impose in response to Russia's further invasion of Ukraine. Today, we are reiterating those warnings, and we're doing so based on evolving threat intelligence that the Russian government is exploring options for potential cyber attacks on critical infrastructure in the United States. Again, I don't, I'd rather be safe than sorry, and I feel an obligation to show you that, even though it's the Biden administration, which seems to be experts at misinformation themselves. But I don't think that's inaccurate. Folks, the, here's how I think it would happen if there were to be a cyber attack in the United States that could cause a very, very significant mass disruption event and possibly a lot of death. This kind of stuff has already been probed and they're feeling it out already. I'm not suggesting just the Russians, but others too. Did you ever hear this story? It's in Wired magazines from February of last year, 2021. This was a big story at the time locally. But it didn't make its way around the country. Matter of fact, Guy only heard about it today. Wired Magazine, Andy Greenberg. A hacker tried to poison a Florida city's water supply, officials say. The attacker upped sodium hydroxide levels in the Oldsmar, Florida water supply to extremely dangerous levels. Folks, the water supply is the key to everything. The water supply is the key to the food supply, too. Why? Because the water is used in the... In the uh, on the farms to obviously water the plants that need water. I'm not trying to be silly about it. I'm just telling you the truth. So all of this stuff is done now via computers. And I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when you talk to people like Morgan Wright, cyber expert who I've had on my Fox show many times, he'll tell you that the infrastructure security in the water industry is terrible. There are a lot of water companies who are connected to the internet whose security is downright awful. For a hacker to get in, as we saw down here in Florida, isn't difficult. If that were to happen on a mass scale, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, what's the old adage, Joe? We're only four missed meals away from chaos, right? Yep. Imagine what would happen if the water supply got shut down. You can survive probably weeks without food, depending on your condition. Can't survive, especially down here in Florida, probably more than a couple days without access to a water supply. You know, I'm, I'm not here to, again, frighten anyone. I, I hope people paid attention to what the woman said yesterday, the deputy national security advisor at the White House. He deserves to be heard on that. You can detect the veracity of it yourself. You're very good at this stuff. If the information is true, and I'm just telling you, sources of mine I trust have said that it's a very real threat. So the answer is always to be prepared. The best day of your life is 20 or 25 years down the road when a lot of the preparedness products you have were totally useless, gathering cobwebs, and you throw them in the garbage. The greatest day of your life. The worst day of your life is when you need those things, your supply of water, whatever you may have, and you don't have them because you listen to your neighbor who said, that's crazy talk. Yeah, sure. I'm not going out like that. I don't know about you, but I'm not going out like that. All right, some other stories I have to get to before we roll because I don't like leaving stories on the table. CDC screwed up again. You know, the great resetters, folks, they want to empower government bureaucracies, you know, the SEC, OSHA, the CDC. Um, but showing you again, the government can't manage its way out of a wet paper bag. The CDC, daily caller piece. You'll see this in my, uh, uh, my newsletter today. CDC says it accidentally inflated children's COVID death numbers in a 
coding logic error. Yes, apparently they were inflated pretty dramatically, the COVID death numbers to kids. Wow, kind of weird how that would comport with their narrative, right? That coronavirus, everybody needs to get vaccinated, including, including kids. Looks like they got busted right there, didn't they? Kind of strange how these bureaucracies, these new, uh, new world order types, want to empower, keep screwing stuff up. And you want to trust them with evaluating the worthiness of private and public companies based on their ESG scores? Good luck with that. Uh, another story I saw yesterday of interest to you. This is a th- listen. This is becoming a big thing in California. I've I'm on two radio, two huge radio stations, many more out there, but two big ones: KABC and KSFO in California with my radio show. Folks, I'm hearing this from a lot of people. This crime tourism is now a thing in California, as the Wall Street Journal was uh, discussed yesterday. What, have you heard of this crime tourism? No. Apparently, Joe, there are these gangs coming from South and Central America that are crossing the border legally and illegally in some cases, engaging in mass burglaries, robberies, and things that they get in value, you know, in rich neighborhoods. And then go, they're risking, think about this, they're risking getting caught at the border. If they fly here, TSA and everything, they're risking it to come and burglarize and rob people here in the United States. What does that say in California about how pathetic the public safety system is that people take a tourist trip to a country to go and rob people, knowing the laws are so pathetic, even if they get caught, they'll get out. California, please, you've got to vote for something different. You've got to. Folks, there's an alternative out there. To the lefties out there, we are different. I promise you we are different. We are not these people. We believe in public safety, economic liberty. We believe in free speech. Even for people we don't like their ideas, we want them to air them. We are the future, not them. I heard Kid Rock talking about it last night on Tucker Carlson, how the conservatives have now become like the edgy renegade misfits now, and the liberals are the censorship lemmings. And if you ever wanted to see a contrast and a difference between who we are and what they are, I want you to pay very close attention to what's going on with both the Supreme Court hearing right now and Clarence Thomas, an American hero, being in the hospital for an infection. Of course, the lefties on Twitter and social media Remember when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died? A whole bevy of Republicans and conservatives said, listen, don't agree with the woman's principles, but God rest her soul because we're not immoral losers. Mm -hmm. Well, we expected the same thing from the left, some of us, and you got none of it. Clarence Thomas, uh, there were just hundreds, if not thousands of comments yesterday wanting this guy to die and die quickly. But it's not just that. It's his hearing on right now as well. Kentanji Brown Jackson. Chuck Grassley's talking now, but you realize the Republicans have kept it based on issues. They didn't accuse her of boofing, of raping anyone, didn't accuse her of drinking in high school or making a note in the high school year. But you notice none of that's going on? Did you notice that the Republicans have been very respectful and have asked her issue-based questions? There's another side, folks, to the liberals out there. I encourage you to see the light and come on over. You stick with the crazy people and their new world order and their great reset. You're going to find yourself in a place where you can just hope you're the last one under the guillotine. But good luck. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Again, don't miss my interview with President Trump later. And please, if you would give us a shot at ParallelEconomy.com, Dumpstripe, come on over to us. Get away from these tyrants on the other side. We're building out an enormous infrastructure. The explosion of the company has been dramatic. We've got some big news coming up about that. 
as we grow and grow and expand. So ParallelEconomy.com, I really appreciate your time and consideration. Thanks a lot. I'll see you all on the radio show a little bit later. You just heard Dan Bongino.